0: world.
1: Sometimes there are fears
2: Sometimes there are tears Sometimes you may feel Your heart is breaking inside But I've heard Jesus say I'll go with you You don't have to wait till you get to heaven to be happy. You don't have to wait till that street by and by. You don't have to wait till you cross Julie Jordan. There's a little bit of heaven on this side. Their burdens you must bear, their sorrows you must share, their times when you must look the devil straight in the eye. But there's joy through all of this, and there's unexpected bliss. Your every need he will supply. You don't have to wait till you get to heaven to be happy. You don't have to wait wait till that sweet bye-bye. You don't have to wait wait till you cross chilly Jordan. There's a little bit of heaven on this side. You don't have to wait. You don't
1: have to wait till you get to
2: heaven to be happy. You don't
1: have to wait. You don't have to wait till that sleep I'm You don't
2: have to wait. You
1: don't have to wait till you've crossed the Jordan. There's a little bit of heaven on this side
2: don't have to wait. You don't have
1: to wait till you cross the Jordan. There's a little
3: Yes.
4: And uh, we're going to get started, and so um, I think it's going to rain. Think it's going to rain, huh? Eighty percent. Well, good to see you. This is our last last week of of, of missions month and uh, we've had a good good month and we'll be working on our commitments for the next few weeks and uh, I hope you've been praying for that we're going to make sure we we take care of that we've got some other things we're taking care of we've got some funds we want to send to Carlos and his wife down there in Dominican Republic and also uh, we want to help take care of the security for brother brother Kearney in Ghana that's going to be a monthly thing, and so um, he sent me a a video of the storm over there, blowing stuff off the off the building. He's really going through it over there, so uh, we'll 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 uh, stay up on that. So let's let's begin with the word prayer. Uh, who are we praying for? Who remember in prayer? Yes. Does she still have the cancer? Yes. actually fact, she's still late on there because right now, so. How about the other lady? Yes. She's got a cat, she's still struggling with having disease, Okay. Alrighty, Yes. Pam, yeah, Pam Seaton is traveling to, to uh, Nashville for Van, to Vanderbilt University for her heart transplant tomorrow. So pray for that. I'm going to work on her. Who, who did we say on Wednesday night, who, who shared the prayer request where somebody had fallen? Was that Tim's mother? Who was it that fell and hurt themselves? I was talking to Anita the other day, and I just, she asked me, and I think, I I said, "I I don't remember who, somebody fell, broke their hip, or something. Okay. All right. Anybody else? Anybody else? All right, Arnold, lead us in prayer. Amen. well it's good to have the Joe McConkey family with us and uh, Lord William gonna be starting a church in Havity Grace Maryland he's already got a Bible study going and uh, traveling around uh, he's a busy guy and so he's going to come up and share, share share something with us for Sunday school so come on up Joe
5: all right thank you so much appreciate your pastor. I uh, I know he just says what he needs to say, because he has said to me many times what he needs to say. How many experienced that with Pastor? Aren't you thankful for that, though? He doesn't, like, beat around the bush. He just says what he needs to say. And, of course, I just met his lovely wife, and I can definitely see that she is just, it's a compliment. It's like, she's just perfect for him. She probably says, okay, honey, and then does her thing, right? Is that how it works? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I told my wife I was driving down, I'm like, oh, I'm a little nervous today. She's like, what? Now I don't get nervous for the most part, but today, and because, you know, Pastor Creed, uh, I know he's hosting a, uh, which I've been invited to a preacher's thing, and I'm hoping I could uh, swing it, a uh, preacher's uh, camp, right? Pastor, is that what it is, preacher's camp? Yes. So, of course, every message that I have now just feels completely inadequate. So I went on YouTube and I found one of the messages he preaches, I'm just going to re-preach it. I figured if he doesn't like it, that's his own fault. I'm just kidding. I didn't do that. If I had time, I was going to find one and just and see if he caught it. But uh, um, you wouldn't... Okay. Uh, I'll, you write them anyway. So are you the moderator of this preacher account? It's going to be all men, and then you're going to video... You're going to, you're going to be there... Um, you're going to work from home and, and run the church... Alright, now look, folks, I love humor. There she is, there you go. Uh, I, pre- I love humor, I, I believe uh, God's house should be, um, there's a, there's a t- of course, there's always a time for seriousness in, in prayer, and sometimes uh, a message must be brought that's not a pleasant to hear. Uh, there's portions of scripture that, you know, when you, t- when you start opening it, it's a little bit more serious and, and solemn uh, but I also believe that um, sometimes when you're in these situations, humor in the right place at the right time being appropriate, it, it kind of just uh, helps me. So it helps me. Uh, we have prayer cards in the back. Go back to our, uh, our um, table there and uh, take a prayer card. You know, If you want to take one for you, you take one for your, uh, maybe a loved one or friend. We'll leave some pastor uh, for those that maybe aren't here today. Uh, And We'll leave a couple or a a handful, but take a prayer card, and each one of you boys and girls, each one of the little ones, I want them to have one, Um, I don't really care if they eat them up, that doesn't bother me, because uh, maybe, just maybe, in their heart, they'll say a prayer for us, and uh, that's what they're about, just to help us remember to pray. appreciate my wife, uh, Meg, I'm not going to have her stand up, I'll just have her Stand up. No, I'm I would just raise your hand. I uh, appreciate Meg. And then Parker, my oldest, 13. And Peyton, my youngest, uh, 11, be 12 in a couple uh, about two weeks, 10-10. Um, so we're excited about that. So I'll have a 13- and a 12-year-old until January and Parker will turn 14. So that's our family. I uh, appreciate them. And then we also have, um, we're working alongside our uh, friends I went to Bible college with, Um, And he is um, kind of behind the scenes helping us do things, uh, one of which was this, and also um, helping us with the Bible studies, helping with the kids program a little bit. So we do have another family that's helping us get started, so that's a blessing. I'm not going to lie, we were meeting last Saturday uh, in uh, uh, White Marsh area at the Panera Bread, and we were sitting there just planning for 2024 because that's our launch. April 21st is our first Sunday that we're going to have. Um, and um, when you're praying, would you pray that God would pro- provide a building? Um, we have one there's a church building that's vacant in town uh, by a Baptist church that has a little bit different, um, a little bit different faith or a little bit different uh, doctrine that we have, but they've built a building about five miles south and this building that they have is still vacant so we're praying that the lord at the right timing i can approach them and they will at least let us maybe use their fellowship hall and a couple of classrooms and i've been inside of it it, it would be definitely be feasible and uh, but we're just trusting the lord in the meantime we're going around trying uh, asking churches for prayer um, obviously there's a financial support need but I don't make that a big. I haven't made a big deal with the pastor. I don't really make a big deal. It's it's the elephant in the room. Um, There's no guilt on my end. God owns the cattle on a thousand hills, and He uses people, and so that gets back to Acts chapter 16 and verse number six. I'm just giving a little test. Uh, Pastor said to give a little testimony of our family, and then this after uh, the next service, we'll preach a message, and then he said the last service. just do anything I can to keep you awake. That's what he said. So um, he didn't quite say it that way. But I always appreciate um, when, uh, when we have afternoon services. I believe they're in the Bible. Um, you Because know, Jesus preached, he sat them down, and he fed them. And I believe he preached again. So I think, biblically speaking, afternoon services are just the way. I'm just kidding. Maybe a little stretch, but it is nice going, being home at night, is it not? I mean, be able to have church in the morning and have that reprieve to go home and just, you know, before our week starts. We all live, everybody live in Maryland, correct? I live in Maryland. And everybody works in Maryland. You know, you have to work in this state just to you know, hopefully at the end of the month. You made just one more dollar than you than you spend, right? I mean, it's like, right there, Lord? You know, now look, we're not going to rob God. And so he always takes care of us because we put him first, right? But uh, I understand. Like, I get it because I work uh, in the state and I get it. And I live in Cecil County and, and we're starting a church. So that being said, I'm thankful for this opportunity. Acts chapter number 16 and verse number 6. Just a quick, um, a quick verse. Did I say 16? Verse 6. Um, and this this um, let 's do this let's let 's pray i 'm trying to um, yeah let 's pray I appreciate again if i haven 't met you yet, I will come by and meet you shake your hand, and um, i just I, I love getting to know the people that we get to go get to meet um, my wife and I um, you know sure, is it a challenge um, you know is it a challenge for all of us? to get up a little earlier, like we have to get up a little early, we drive drove here, and uh, of course that's the challenge, um, but when we get somewhere and there's people like you, and it gives a little shot in the arm that, hey, you know what, there's other churches, you know, we get to meet good, godly, faithful people, and, uh, and, then, and then we go home. Now you say, and so it's, it's pressing for that mark, knowing that, hey, we get through this, you know, getting up cranky you know, trying to leave on time, praying that there's no accidents or, you know, any issues on 95 to 95, because you know that changes, that can change in a moment, and then getting somewhere. So Acts chapter 16, let's pray, and then we'll kind of give a little testimony of where God has brought us to this moment, to this time, in the next 25 minutes or so. Lord, thank you so much for these fine folks. Thank you uh, for their faithfulness. Thank you for Pastor. I appreciate his friendship and and His kindness to me, uh, Lord, and even just helping me, um, in His, uh, just helping me in His personality and how He um, is gracious, Lord, and help me to be gracious like Him. But uh, also speak the truth and all in love, Lord. And that's what You have done. Uh, you did that on the uh, on your thir- three and a half years of ministry. You spoke the truth in love, and Lord, help us all to be um, that way as we go out in the uh, our communities and and go out in our workplaces, Father and Lord, just help me as I'm um, just uh, help me as I speak here and give this testimony of our family, what you've done in our life up to this point, God, and would you continue, Lord, continue to keep molding me to make me what I need to be in my home, to my wife, to the children and And, Lord, to the church, in that order, Lord, just keep working on me, God, don't ever give up on me, and Lord, don't give up on these folks too, Lord, there might be someone here today that 's wandering, they're here, but in their hearts they're wandering. Lord, may today be the day that that uh, that they come to an altar maybe later and just say, lord i've been wandering, you know i 've been wandering i 'm not fooling anybody except um, I'm trying to fool my lord maybe today is the day that they just get right with you i don 't know, but Lord, just help us today. In Jesus' name, amen. I don't I don't want to be a professional, if you know what I'm saying. I'm a professional driver. I do it for a living. I drive a tractor-trailer. But I don't want to be a professional anything. I want to be real. And you know, sometimes we have life is this way. And sometimes when life's this way, we can sit back and blame everybody else, but really it's God putting us through some things so that we can be molded in His image. And the moment, and I believe I believe God can use somebody sooner, the quicker they realize that yes, those folks or those situations you might have had been mistreated, misused, but whatever. But I have a purpose. It's a purpose for you to be a better person as well. You know, I had uh, I remember working at the postal service, and uh, this young lady, her name was uh, Kathy. And uh, she, get, on the interview, she gave me the job. Now, she still had interview to interview two other people, but she walked out. She said, you got the job. Just, I'm going to interview those other ones, but formality, because you got the job. I said, okay. I'm going to tell you, whenever I would go in, to, I would open up the post office there, and I, would, I was in charge of this, that, and the other, and I'd get there earlier. Than here. As, soon as, you, as soon as she walked in the door, I didn't even have to look. My peripheral... How she was walking, I knew what kind of mood she was in. It was it was it was frightening. If she walked in with a I knew, oh her, here we go. I have to you know everything I said and done could be held against me in the court of law. Then, then uh, and then there was other times she said. Boo, boo, boo. But that six months she really helped me in some things. She'd say, Joe, you know, well you came across because she knew I was a Christian, how you said that really came across like this and I thought and I'm like hmm, I'm sorry but that helped me did it not remember Meg I'll be like yeah she's like yeah anyway so Acts chapter number 16 verse 6 let's let's go to the scripture but God uses people and when I realized that hey you know she God put her in my life for a season for a time and God does that and I want you you'll you'll see this in this uh testimony uh 16 in verse number 6 um I'm trying to find it here because I, I have it. Now, it's, what I have here is not what I had written down. Let me find it. Um, 16.6. Now, when they had gone through Phygia uh, F- 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 and the regions of Galatia and were forbidden of the Holy Spirit to preach the word in Asia. There we go. And after they were come to uh, Mysia, they essayed to go into Bithynia, but the Spirit suffered them not. You know, sometimes... We, we look at life and we say, you know, God, you know, this didn't happen, this didn't happen. Well, we see this in Scripture, in the book of Acts, where, where they were trying to do the right thing, but God said no. And I'm so thankful. Aren't you thankful later on when you look back and say, I'm so glad God, I'm glad God shut that door. Uh, well, that was kind of how, um, how our whole life has been in ministry. So Meg and I got married um, out of Bible college. Um, When we were 23 and 20, um, you say, would we do that again? I would not suggest that uh, because I was young and immature. She was 20, but she acted like she was 25, 30, okay? I'm not even looking over there because I know she's like, that's the first amen. I mean, if she's saying amen, that's the first amen we got in a while. Um, But... uh, but, um, I, you know, but God allowed us to go through some things. So we ended up grow, going, serving in ministry in Mississippi and Maine. Had some wonderful experiences there. But in those experiences, I could tell you the, the, the things that I've shared about them, things that weren't handled right. And I brought some immaturity to the table. I'll just be honest with you. Um, but you also expect, and it may give you challenge to those that are older and spiritually older and you've been saved longer you know, don't forget somebody was gracious with you when you were growing, and you know, and so sometimes we get in the flesh as leaders, and we expect them to act. And I do it as a parent. I'm like, How many times have I told you the same amount of time that God told me to do something and I didn't do it? You know, and, and so, um, so that was that was a lot of growing pain there, and um, you know, and it was it was and I. And I and the thing that's always been hard for me, it was really my own fault. Like, I was the one that needed to grow up. Because, you know, you know how <laughs> there was one guy, and he was a, the, the one guy I worked for. He, he was a, a taller guy, big And he'd come up to me and go, he'd come up with a glass like this. Brother Joe, we love Miss Meg. If you ever go anywhere, we just, we love Miss Meg. You know, it's like... Okay, every I mean, love my wife, <laughs> and uh, as you get to know her today, you'll understand, um, and I do too. So it works out. But um, fast forward, we were in New York, Pennsylvania, and uh, the Lord had given me a job at FedEx Freight. Part of that miracle was I told the Lord, if you let me pass this driver program, and it looked a little rocky there towards the end, that I might not pass it and get my CDL, that I would the night uh, that I could transfer anywhere in the country and work as a you know help a pastor you know, be an assistant and then have a job so that wouldn't have to worry about the, uh, you know, putting, you know, a church was about this size, you know, and you can, they could afford the pastor full-time, but they couldn't afford a second one. And sometimes those are, that's part of the the plan. And so God allowed us to move down to Cecil County and work in 2016 in Maryland. And uh, in the meantime, God started working in my heart. Um, When he did that, uh, I found myself in a place where um, I went to a, a Bible college in Midwest Indiana where ministry was, uh, was a focal point uh, of, of, of the college. And, and, so, um, and, and sometimes the thinking at that college where I went to was, you know, what you did on the weekends was more important than anything in the whole world. Now, let me tell you, the souls of men are the most important thing. But also balances. And, you know, if you're working for God... And your family suffering. Let me just tell you, that's not the way it's supposed to be, right? That's right. And so um, this situation. Now that doesn't, on the back end of that, that doesn't mean give us the right to be lazy. I'm just going to be a family man and not go soloing, right? You know, there's that balance, right? But um, but if we're, there's not balance, you know, false balance is an abomination. And So that that's the key. So I was in the process working uh, a lot of hours, and I was running the bus. So I was doing a lot of things in the church and the lord uh, I looked I looked at my family and I'm like okay I'm over here I'm over here this isn't good You ever felt that way in some situations you're looking at you like this isn't good so We're not mom and dad you know we're not on the same page you know you can see something's wrong so I told my wife I said look I I need to hit the reset button for me I feel like I'm not being the man I need to be so I believe I'm going to take a little time maybe you know a few months and go get find a spiritual counselor and just work on me for a little bit while there's time. Now, look, anytime you say all that, I'm telling you, you know, pretty easy now. But that was very humbling. So I walked in the pastor. I said, look, I got to take, I, I, I know this is going to hurt you, but I got to take some time. And I just got to focus on me. I, I feel like I'm, I'm out of balance here. I'm out of balance. So we, we were able to do that. In that time, God really strengthened me and started working in me. Uh, in a way that I hope and pray, and even in my prayer, that He will continue to do. Um, when you go to a Bible college and get a pastoral degree, and, and the Bible college is you, know, is, you know, in the right circles, it's, it's, it's um, you know, you went to Tem- Tennessee Temple, you know, you say that the, in the ages that you went, you know, that means something, right? Like you went there with Lee Robertson, you know, that's kind of the concept where I went to college. And the Lord humbled me and, and is in that continual process. So we strengthened our, we worked, walked on my walk, the Lord strengthened my walk with the Lord, our marriage, our family. And uh, I was at a conference, and, and as at that conference at the last night, the Lord put in my heart to pastor. Now, I have two brothers that are pastors, and so unfortunately sometimes you see the other side, and they're not complain. well, one of them specifically is not a complainer. The other one might share a little bit of his perspective on situations that may not be always just. But that being said, um, you know, you get to see the other side of ministry. You know what I mean? That, you know, you're going to get hurt. You're going to, you know, people are going to, you know, going to talk bad about you. And, and and sometimes, whether it's right or wrong, it doesn't make it right. Now, look, let me just say this. You might be right about what you're saying about Pastor but it's not your right to say it to anybody except the Lord. Amen. Amen. It's just, I just, I mean, it doesn't matter if you're right. Because sometimes I was talking to, and this has nothing to do with anything. He didn't tell me to say it. I'm not even looking over because I don't know what's going on in here. But I'm going to say this. I was talking to a lady, one of our ladies, whose son is working. And you'll meet this lady. She'll be on the video. Her son's working. He's 6'6". Six, six. I mean, he's bigger than you. I mean, he's huge. And he's adopted. But he's working as a bouncer down there because he's a big guy. He's just—he's pretty much a security guard. And he's huge. And, um, you know, he's making some poor choices uh, while he's there. And I'm just being honest. But she's like, I keep telling him. I keep telling him. You need to stop. I said, can, can we just pray about it? I said, look, I don't... She said, I to told him I'm going to kick him out. But I said, don't do that. You kick him out. You, he's, you, you think you, you need. I said, why don't we tr- believe that God can fix it and take care of it? Why can't we just trust God? And so that's the challenge because it's easy, and I'm guilty of it too. You know, we talk more out here than on our knees to him because we really ought, honestly don't trust that God can do it. We don't trust that God can fix this. But He can. I mean, look, He reconciled us to Him. I mean, sin separated us from God. I mean, that is completely hopeless. And because of His Son, Jesus Christ, and sacrificing Himself, He fixed that, or gave that opportunity to fix that. And so now we have eternal, we can have the eternal life, and we can share the Gospel of Jesus Christ, the most hopeless, we're all hopeless without Christ. So a situation might be hopeless, but I may challenge you to get on your knees and ask the Lord to help you. But God called me pastor. What does that have to do with this? I don't know. But the Lord just had me go there. Um, so we were in, So God moved us um, down to there and we served. In the meantime, unfortunately, that pastor kind of um, went away from the Lord and does no longer ministry and just a really bad situation. So we, didn't, um, so we were kind of in that, that, God, what do you want us to do? Now, how many have ever been in a God-what-do-you-want-me-to-do season of life? Not fun. That's, pastor, that's, that's tough, isn't it? When you don't know what to do. Well, and so that's where we're at, where do we do. They brought a new pastor in, and uh, we were there for about tw- 11, 12 months. Early on, we knew the church where we were at, the fellowship, we believed that we knew that this was not going to be our long-term uh, we weren 't going to be long term attending. Um, we just um, had some experience in dealing with with um, leadership that we felt like okay this is not we couldn 't grow underneath this situation, but we 're not going to be get mad and leave people either. you understand there 's that balance so uh, the Lord gave me an opportunity in two thousand and twenty to be an interim pastor in New York, Pennsylvania, which is about an hour and twenty minutes from our house. It was there that God, with the expectation of becoming the pastor. About three months, we were going to um, kind of, it, it's kind of a unique situation, but you, I just trusted that it was the Lord taking care of it. And he did. So we got to go up there, and uh, he really gave me the confidence that I could lead people and lead men uh, and lead families. Of course, twelve was 2020. So January 1, we went up there. We'd you know, so we'd go up there on the weekends. I'd preach Sunday morning, Sunday night. Uh, they would have Wednesday night service, and um, and I, you know, we had a great first three weeks, <laughs> but then COVID happened, right? And so um, they decided, even though Pennsylvania's governor was like, I'm not touching the touch churches, you can do what you want, uh, which was a remarkable being that he was uh, as liberal as our, you know, his way of thinking was so liberal. Um, but um, so I said, they said, we're not going to have services anymore. I'm like, all right, well, I was just an intern, so I had no. So I started every Sunday morning, I would, or Saturday, I'd spend all day Saturday and I'd record a message and I'd put it on YouTube and I'd have prayer calls. I did everything that I felt like I should do as a pastor to try to keep a people together when you're not having church. Uh, we went, we went sent once and, one, and then Sunday night we'd have another prayer call. I'd, I'd, one sat, Saturday, sat, Sunday morning, um, one Sunday morning I went through the roll and we got, and we went through like 20 people's houses, just knocked on a door, stayed away. You know some folks folks were concerned and i'm not i'm not we 're not playing uh playing God here everybody 's situation, how they felt is 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 fine, and so some folks knock on the door and just had a sign hey, we love you, we miss you, just want to let you know we love you we did that like twenty we did that i mean the we just did that like we' housed out for five ten minutes, just hey, we love you, just wanted to see you um, and so the end of that time they brought us back in regards to services, and the Lord shut that door, uh, slammed the door, locked the key and that, uh, that we weren't supposed to go there. So that was in July, was our last service there of 2020, and at that moment, I not only didn't know what to do, but I didn't have a church. Now, not knowing what, to do, what you're doing in ministry is hard. Not having a church is even harder. So then you start finding a church. Now, how many of, now I'm so thankful you're here and you found here, but how many before you got here were looking for a church? No one was looking for a church. You just, no one ever looked for a church. You have to tell me, somebody was looking for a church. Okay. You had to get here, folks. Uh, you weren't born here. Okay. So, but it, uh, let me put it this way. Let me back it up. As an adult. There's a few here. Okay, that's but Well, that's a very uncomfortable situation. When you grow up in church, and the Lord allowed us to, uh, and that, that whole process, I said, Lord, you know my number, 207-515-1583, that's my number. And God, I said, God, you can use people. You can use people. And that's where in January 2021, um, there was a gentleman named Phil who went to Bible college with me. He called me and he said, hey, I got a question for you. Do you have a minute? I said, yeah, let me call you right back. I called him back. He's like, I "Just got off a 21-day fast and I believe God wants me to help start church of uh, ch- some churches in, in Maryland. He's from Glen Burnie. I said, "Oh, that that's nice. good for you." <laughs> you know, he goes, "Well, he's like, "Well, these are some areas I was thinking, you know, Easton, Eastern Shore, you know, he's kind of naming some areas." I said, "Oh, that's nice." He's like, "Well, one of them's Habity Grace." I said, "Oh, okay." Yeah, I said, uh, we're about an hour uh, I'm about 10 minutes from there." He's like, "Oh, okay." I said, look, if, you come, if you're going to, you know, whenever you you, sh- you feel like how God, you know, how that's going to process is going to work, you just let me know. Yeah, I'll help you knock on doors, you know, whatever. And so he goes, well, I was kind of, th- the Lord put you on my heart. You know, maybe uh, you could, you, you, you'd you be the pastor of the church. He's like, hello, you there? I'm like, yeah, yeah. I said, uh, I'm going to have to call you back. I'm going to have to call you back. So I said, let me pray on it. And so I, I, I was like, man, alive. And so I told my wife about the whole conversation. She like, oh, let's pray about it. And I said, Lord, I don't know what you want, but I've always said you have my phone number <laughs> and you use people. To, and just like this Macedonian call here in um, Acts 16 and verse number 9, and, the, and a vision appeared to Paul in the night. Now, if you notice that for Paul... That was a pattern. You know, God came to him on a vision. So God works in patterns. And so when we're, you know, now God can speak however He wants, but sometimes He speaks to every individual a certain way that they can hear. Like, you know, we have children. Some of our children, we have to speak one way for them to hear. I have Peyton. If if I'm a little bit loud, and a little bit... uh, it's, he's not hearing it. Now, Parker, I could be like, Ugh. you know, I could Parker be on the ball court. I'm like, Parker, d-d-d-d. and he hears it. Because he, 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 he can hear that tone a little bit higher. But well, with Peyton, I have to be a little bit softer. Because he's like, what did what, what, I do wrong? No, I didn't do it. You understand what I'm saying? And as a parent, as God speaks to us, he speaks to us how we hear. Aren't you thankful for that? I mean, that, that's awesome. And so God spoke to Paul. And there was a man that called, was praying to the Lord, come over into Macedonia and help us. And that, to me, is what God did for me. Hey, hey, I'm coming... God, God wants Highly Grace, and Independent Federal Baptist Church that's not dying, that's alive. And so, you know, like anything, you know, God, I'm 100%, I'm for this, I believe it's your will, but can you prove it to me just in case I'm wrong? And he did that over and over and over and over. Uh, we had our first, and there's going to be some videos. We just had a Bible study two weeks ago at our house. We had like like 17 or something, what, or something like that maybe we have. I don't know. We, it's just, we, we're running as, we've had as high as 28, as low as 4, or 5, or 6. But that's once a month on a Saturday in Maryland. Now look, you all understand how Saturdays, I mean, that's like the holy day. You know, because we're, we're in church all day Sunday, as we should be. So that's Saturday. That's the one day we get to... We don't even have, we don't have to get out of pajamas. I mean, that's the nice thing, right? We don't have to. We do. Uh, how many are yard sailors? How many enjoy yard sale? Okay, so you too. That's probably the only reason you get up on Saturday, except for visitation, obviously, but uh, is to go find out what kind of good deal God could give you so that in two years, when you have your own yard sale, you can sell it again, right? <laughs> um, but uh, how many are men to that? Do you do that? Yeah, I got this for 10. If I can get sell this for 15, I'm in good shape. My point is this God uses people and God uses and God used this man for that call. And I want to just encourage you that God's got a plan for you. Now that plan might be to hold up Pastor Creed's arm in it physically but spiritually, or encourage him, that that might be God's plan for you. You know, there's some young people here. You know, God's plan for them. You know, we, and we talk about how the world is going as a world and how worried we should be. Well, you know what? I think it's exciting. Because the, I grew up, in, my pastor used to say, the darker the night, the brighter the light. And we have a wonderful opportunity to put some light into these young people. So that when they get older and the world is darker, and the world is, is, is continuing to separate itself from God and God's, in, in the society of God. There, there's some young people that are walking different. There's something different about that, but I can't figure it out. Have you ever had someone come up to you and say, you know, something different about it? You know, I had one guy working with, are you a Christian? Like, yep, he's like, I knew it. Well, good. <laughs> Amen, praise the Lord. And he was at my last Bible study, you know. And so my point is this. God uses people, and God will speak to you and correct you and guide you on how you can hear. Just obey. Just obey. It doesn't matter what season of life you're in. He's going to make himself available, and he's going to put himself out there. But you've got to obey. I'm going to talk a little bit about that on the, on the, 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 the little message there after we eat. So that's something to do for, that's a little tidbit for that. But I want to encourage you to be faithful and be obedient. And you say, you know what, I'm, I might be a little bit older in my life. I, I can't use me. Let me just tell you. If you just prayed for us, Amen. I mean, I need it. Like, we need it. Like, I'm not, I'm, I'm serious. I don't think about the bigness of it because I would grow up in fear. I'll just be honest with you. I just think about, you know what, we're going to be here, we're going to be now. And then I'm going to worry about that then. You know, I had people tell me, you know, this is how you start a church. You quit your job, you go on full-time deputation, you get all this money, you get enough money for the church, you get enough money for your family, then you start the church. And I said, hold on a second. God called me here. He already brought me here. He gave me a house here. Why am I quitting my job? Why am I going everywhere else when God already has me here? Hello? Now look, that wasn't—I I was nice about it, but uh, you know, gave me a good job. And when eighty percent of churches in the Northeast, the pastor has to work. I'm comfortable with working, but there's also—and you know, look, I have—you all have—I res- have respect for him. Because he he, he and, and I don't ever want to get that full-time pastor, and you know, eventually we always—you always say, well, I don't want to lose that understanding of what you go through." And so, I don't worry about, I don't let myself think about, you know, six, I I, I think about right now, being here right now, being a good husband, good father, being what I need to be for you. And then we go home, and we do what we got to do, and then tomorrow morning, I'm going to go to work, and I want to work tomorrow. And I'm going to work how many hours i got to work, and I'm going to be a good employee, because I'm representing Christ. Because that's how, sometimes we think about, we sit back, and we, we get fearful of what God has for us. Just take that one step at a time. Just one step at a time. And God can use you. One prayer at a time. Don't give up. Don't give up. Just keep doing what you're supposed to do. Be obedient. And you don't know what God has for you. You have no idea. Young people, God's got something for you. It's exciting. He's got a plan. And look, if you mess up, it's okay. You Get right and get back up. Don't let the devil beat you down, because he'll try to do that. Let's pray. If you have any questions later on, we're going to have some questions, right, Pastor? Yeah. So write them down uh, so you don't forget your questions. We'll pray, and I gave you three extra minutes, uh, and we'll let Pastor take those. Lord, thank you so much. Lord, just a little testimony of who we are and what you've done. Lord, we're so thankful for our church, Emmanuel, and what you've already done, Lord. And Lord, I know I could have been here for another two hours just say thing after thing after thing of what you've done, um, but this is what you've done in our hearts, in our lives and how you've uh, helped us to be more in your image. And Lord, may we continue to be more in your image. May we continue to be uh, what we need to be. Lord, when we're prone to wander, Lord, we feel it. Sometimes we're prone to leave the God I love. But Lord, help us to come back humbly and seek your forgiveness, and you will. We love you, and as we continue, Pastor.
4: Amen. So we really, really, really need to pray for Meg. God bless him, right? That was refreshing Joe. that was a blessing. And we're excited uh, for, for his, you know, he shares his heart. And uh, with Joe, what you see is what you get. And that's 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 the way it is. He's is. He's been through, uh, I, I know talking to him and doing him for some time now, that he's been through some situations uh, that he's seen some things and he's learned how to, but he's learned how not to. And so those people who have the grace are going to get a good man, a good family, people with their eyes wide open, and good hearts. So we're excited about that. Amen. So we'll start straight up 12. Our favorite, straight up 11. 11. I'm thinking about food.
6: a little talk with Jesus makes it right all right well I once was lost in sin but Jesus took me in and then a light from heaven filled my soul oh yes well it made my heart in love and wrote my name above and a little talk with Jesus makes it right Alright, well alright Alright, alright Alright, alright Just a little talk with Jesus Makes it right, alright Well alright, alright Alright, alright Alright, alright Just a little talk with Jesus Makes it right, alright Well I may have doubts and fears My eyes be filled with tears But my friend Jesus Watches day and night Oh yes, well I go to Him in prayer. I can always find Him there, and a little talk with Jesus makes it right. All right, well, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, just a little talk with Jesus makes it right. All right, well, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, just a little talk with Jesus makes it right. All right well all right all right all right all right just a little talk with Jesus makes it right all right
3: well all right all right all right
6: all right all right just a little talk with Jesus makes it right all right just a little talk with Jesus makes it right
7: The day are gathering to watch for His appearing. The saints are getting ready for their final journey home. They made their reservation. They met the Lord at Calvary. Their sins are washed as white as snow. Beneath the crimson flow, and now there's no. Rendition. My Jesus' blood took care of it. Oh, God's eye, my pardon. That day at Calvary, whom the sun sets free is free indeed. The time is drawing near her. Oh, sinner, please don't linger gates are open and Jesus is almost here. The saved will soon be leaving and I know I'm in that number. The Savior's blood has cleansed me. Praise God I'm saved by grace. And now there's no condemnation. My Jesus blood. Oh, God signed my pardon That day at Calvary When the sun sets free is free indeed And now there's no condemnation My Jesus' blood took care of it
8: Down, down the devil. I say life is for the taking, I say life is a chance to give. empty, look to the sky and hear him say, there ain't no time for wasting. no man knows the final day, I'm gonna look, look for Jesus, he's the alive. Let's run to Jesus, if we're going to wait, wait on the Lord, if we're going to doubt, let's doubt the devil, if we're going to hide, let's hide the world. Oh uh...
9: Good morning. It is good to see everybody on this rainy Sunday morning. Let's all stand. We're going to sing Pentecostal Power. We will sing the first and the last. Lord, as of old at Pentecost, descend on us, we pray cleansing, purifying flame, descend on us today. Lord, send the all-time power, thou Pentecostal power, thy floodgates gains of blessings on us throw open wide. Lord, Send the all-time power the pentecostal power that sinners be converted and thy name glorified speak lord before thy throne we wait thy promise we believe and not let thy go until the blessing we receive Lord send the all time power the Pentecostal power thy floodgates of blessing on us throw open wide Lord All-time power the Pentecostal power and sinners be converted and thy name glorified. Please remain standing. We're gonna sing Jesus Saves. We'll sing the first, the third, and the last. We have heard the joyful sound Jesus saves, Jesus saves, spread the tidings all around, Jesus saves, Jesus saves, spread the tidings, we land, they cross the waves, onward is our Lord's command, Jesus saves, Jesus saves. Sing above the battle strife Jesus saves, Jesus saves By his death and endless life Jesus saves, Jesus saves The Thou- through the gloom When the heart of mercy craves Sing in triumph for the tomb Jesus saves, Jesus saves Give the winds a mighty voice, Jesus saves, Jesus saves. Let the nations now rejoice, Jesus saves, Jesus saves. South salvation, full and free, highest hills and deepest caves. This our song of victory.
4: Get around, shake hands with each other, welcome each other to the service. Let's, uh, got a couple guys pass these out. Here, I got, I'm up here. Turn come on up. I got them, Joe. Thanks. Make sure everybody gets one. Everybody get one of these. And this is a, this is a faith promise commitment card. Uh, and, and I want to make sure, uh. Everybody has one of these, and and you're praying over these for the faith promise. We'll be receiving faith promise commitments uh, through the month of October. Uh, It's a faith promise, and it's not not your tithe. If you're not tithing, uh, you need to start tithing first. Okay? The tithe is the Lord's. This faith promise is above and beyond the tithe. Now a lot of people use the portion of scripture in in second Corinthians eight, nine and ten for forgiving, but it's it's not it's not that giving. it's it's the faith promise. it's for missions. Uh, and uh, you can read throughout the epistles where Paul over and over talked about how his need was fulfilled by churches bringing things to him and help helping him. And lighten the load, and that's that's what we want to do. Uh, faith promises fruit to our account. Every time you give something in faith, promise uh, that means who, the missionaries out there that are ministering while we're asleep. Amen. They're out there and they're winning people to Christ, and all those souls are to our account. That's a great investment. Amen. And so we want to we want to be part of that. And so uh, we're going to be asking everybody to commit to that for for the for the uh, uh, year, the missions year, the faith promise year. This is a business. This is this. We've had a business meeting for this month on missions. Okay, and it's the greatest business in the world. People coming to Christ. Church churches being planted, and so this is how we support these missionaries on a monthly basis. And uh, they're taken care of. They have to eat, amen. And they have to live. And so, we want to be a blessing. And so, we'll talk more about that. We're going to zoom in on some things as far as missions in the church in during the month of October. And so, uh, we'll we'll talk about that. We've had some great missionaries uh, this past month of people that have been uh, a blessing to us, and uh, we appreciate appreciate the missionaries that are in our missionaries missionary family now, and so be a part of that. So uh, also, uh, next week, in the next few weeks, we'll be working on our Sunday school classes. We'll, we'll be, we're not going to have a church split, but we're going to split up, amen? And so we're going to split up in our our uh, Sunday school class, uh, classes, and we're going to be doing some different things, and uh, uh, in the adult area, we are going to be concentrating Uh, For for several uh, you know a year or two on doctrine, Uh, we we are really uh, uh, there is there is a real uh, uh, lack of of teaching on doctrine. There's a watering down of doctrine. Uh, There's there's a lot of people that 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 know something about the word of God, but they don't know the doctrine. Your doctrine is your foundation what you believe. Okay? And and if you don't know what you believe, then then your living is not going to line up. A lot of people talk about talk about standards and preferences and all these things. Those are an outgrowth of doctrine. If you don't have doctrine, then you're not going to have your Christian living in line. Now a lot of people, a lot of people, a lot of people shy away from that. They want to talk about all the frills, they want to talk about all the Uh, pep rally stuff and all that and that's good that's fine but we need to know God Uh, I'll just say this if you know God's character then when somebody asks you a question about the Bible it's already answered it's already answered if you know about God if you know about Jesus Christ you know about the Holy Spirit uh, you know about the Bible I, I get challenged all the time about the Bible people say well you know what Bible do you use? I, I use the Word of God. You, you know what, what, what? You know is, is it the word? yes? It is the Word of God. It's completely the Word of God. It's one book. It's monolithic. Doesn't change. It's God's Word. It's quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. And I don't debate about that. I use it. It's it's the power of God unto salvation. It gives us the gospel. And so, so we need to know we need to know about the Bible. Uh, we need to know about the church. You know, a lot of people, a lot of people, I heard a fellow say something this week when he's preaching about the church that didn't line up exactly the way it should. So 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 we're gonna be we're gonna be doing that. And we're going to take that doctrine, the same doctrine lessons, and we're going to adapt them for our children. Okay? Children need to know doctrine, amen. If they can learn everything they learn, and some of these kids got they, they learn some things they shouldn't. But at least kids learn some things. They they know some stuff, right? Mona's in the class where they know some stuff with elementary school, right? Colin, uh, uh, um, uh, Chris, you're in a you're in a classroom where those kids they, they they surprise you sometimes what they know, right? And uh, some of the things are not good, but but uh, they can learn. And so we're going to be getting into Sunday school, back into Sunday school, and and the classes. And so we're excited about that. It uh, won't be long till we'll be having our anniversary revival at the end of October, 1st of November with Brother Mark Rogers. You want to be here for that. Amen. Mark and Liz, they'll, they'll probably have their poochy lips stuck out because the kids are not with them. All right. And the kids are at college and uh, they're not going to be bringing their big pull behind trailer, their fifth wheel anymore, but uh, it'll be good to see them and we'll have a good time with them with our anniversary revival. It'll be a great time and so stay afterwards. we got some, We got some, something to eat. And uh, we're going to eat afterwards. Stay for the service after we, after we eat. And uh, it won't, it won't, we won't be long with a second service, but we're going to have a second service. Amen? And so, uh, so you be here for that. Well, let's have the ushers come, and we'll receive God's tithes and our offerings. Let's give as the Lord directs. Let's be faithful. Tim, pray for us.
5: Lord, we just thank you for this day. We thank you for everybody's mouth. We just pray that you would
2: be with Brother Joe, Lord, so you would be someone who shares burden.
4: See me. Come on down. Come on, Horatio. How you all doing? Good. I'm gonna read a, I'm gonna read a verse. I'm gonna read a verse. This is from This is from Paul to a church that was at Philippi. And he said this. He said, not because I desire a gift, but I desire fruit that may abound to your account. Now, what was he talking about? He said, I don't desire a gift, but I desire fruit that may may, may abound to your account. What he was talking about, Paul was a missionary. And he was starting churches in towns. He came into a town and he would tell people about Jesus and he would teach them the Bible and he would teach them and God would raise up a pastor for that church and then he'd move on to the next town. But for him to go there, how many of you like to eat? We got to eat every day, don't we? Yeah we got to sleep, we got to have a house, right? Right? And we got to have clothes, right? So do missionaries. And Paul needed that. And Paul people were helping take care of Paul. Are you with me? They were sending things to Paul so he could eat and he could have clothes and so he could have a place to stay. And what he was saying is, that's not a gift, but that's fruit to your account. What did he mean by that? It It meant this. God is keeping record of that. Amen? And so when you give to a missionary, God keeps it in, a, in an account. And when we get to heaven, not only will God bless us for that, but we'll see people, if we support missionaries all around the world, we'll see people we've never met before, and they'll say, Did you go to Faith Independent Baptist Church? Yes. Did you give to Faith Promised Mission? Yes. Well, I got saved, this missionary came, and you supported him. Thank you, and that will be that will be to your account, amen. And so I want you all to pray. You say, preacher, what are you talking about? I'm talking about I'm talking about giving to missions, giving to missions, and you can give to missions uh, just like the adults. We got a we got a young person who wants to work in media up here. He's messing with the wires. Uh, 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 you can give you can give what God gives to you to give. And so, so I want to challenge you to do that, all right? So you need to get your parents and say, pray with me about what God would have me to give. Amen? All right, let's sing a be, be a Missionary. Adults, help me with this song. We're going to sing Be a Missionary. Here we go. Ready? Be a missionary every day. Tell the world that Jesus is way. Be it in the town or country or the busy avenue. Africa or Asia, the task is up to you, so be a missionary every day tell the world that Jesus is the way the Lord is soon returning there is no time to lose so be a missionary God's an emissary be a missionary today let's go all right get y'all treat get back your seat I want you to be real good today all right yeah. All right, we're going to see a video now. Uh, Brother, Brother McConkie has a video. We're going to sing that video. And then we'll have a special message and song as soon as that ends up. As soon as we finish with that. And then Brother Joe will preach to us. Okay, Brother Joe? As soon as they finish singing.
9: in Cecil County, and I was very impressed with his desire to serve the Lord and to reach people for the Lord. Um, he didn't know that I had been raised in church my whole life and have been out of church for the past five years, and I believe the Lord sent him to the substation that day for me and for my family, and I'm very appreciative of that.
1: Light, let it shine.
6: Opportunity to come today because um, just the ability to get together and to see the vision that Pastor Joe has for this church, that his love for the Lord, and just the the ability to see somebody who wants to start something to reach the community and to reach people for the Lord, and not necessarily just to be part of a church but to start a church and to reach more and more people.
5: My name is Joe and My wife, Meg. Uh, we're the McConkie family. We're along with our children, Parker and Peyton. Uh, the Lord has called us to Haverty Grace, Maryland, to start Emmanuel Baptist Church in the fall of 2023. We're excited about the opportunity to serve the Lord in this area, uh, in these surrounding communities. There's 40,000 people that need the Lord. Uh, we're standing out here at the Concord Lighthouse, right is to my left here. Uh, where the Susquehanna River meets the Chesapeake Bay here in the beautiful town of Habity Grace Maryland. A lot of history, a lot of uh, a lot of people come down here for the weekends, but also people live here all way around, all year round. And we're just excited about what God's already doing uh, with our monthly Bible studies. As you'll see uh, there's some photos of these Bible studies. We've been out in the community at this very spot making, uh, just being out and we've knocked on doors and we will continue to do that. We appreciate your love. We appreciate your prayers. We appreciate your support as you as we endeavor with our church planning friends, uh, Brother Phil and Shelly Mahoney, as we endeavor to start Emmanuel Baptist Church. God bless you.
9: dying in this world today Have you heard their crying or do you turn away The harvest now is plenteous but the laborers are few God needs some willing vessels to be used Here am I
5: Much. Sitting there and you know I've heard that song many times through the years, have you not? And you yes. think about those that are in Barbados or those that are over there or over here and and uh you, you get caught up with the thinking that you have to go somewhere to answer that call. Right. Well that's a lie from the devil. Right. Because the pastor gave me these for my for weekend uh Utilize these as an opportunity for our church. For you, that what you guys do at four thirty. What is it? Four thirty on the last whatever Sunday in the month. And here's how you can go. You know, we sit here and we pray, Lord. You know, bless the missionary, bless them. But you can do it. Well, I'm nervous. Okay. Well, there's a you can you might there's someone here who might have great penmanship. You ever seen those people that have their amazing yeah, pet? I do too um, and you look at that and you think is that real you know that's how you can go you know or some of you I don't know who this young fella is that's talking during my preaching I'm just kidding <laughs> uh, but but yeah, listen I, I'm not going against him you, you better be smart <laughs> I'm a, no but uh, I'm just kidding but you know there might be some of those that, like my buddy over here who, who he has no problem I'm sure knocking on the door and say hey let me tell you about my church and my pastor and that's the per like, I'm that guy. Like, I'm like, you know what? Challenge accepted. What do you want? Hey, man, I noticed, you know, that's that guy. And then there's some that say, you know, I can go, but I can certainly leave something like this. And we can and we can have our emotions stirred, and that's good, and mine was, but we can go. We can go here. And then, as the pastor said, um, you can go by obeying the Lord and, and growing your faith financially. You say, that had nothing to do with anything. That was just the love sitting there. I was thinking, you know, but I've heard this song my whole life. And I am certainly nothing. Like, I am not. I'm just, uh, you know, know, I I uh, I was at a church in the eastern shore of Maryland. And I went to shake a family's hand. And they all, like, stood up. Hey, hey. And I'm like, I'm nobody. Don't stand up. They're like, yes, you are. You're somebody important. I'm like, no, I'm not. (laughs) I'm just a guy doing what God is telling me to do. And, and just happens to be starting Emmanuel Baptist Church. I'm not gonna, listen. I believe it or you won't believe this. I put my pants on the same way all you fellas did this morning. <laughs> okay, all right. And uh, and uh, last night I stayed up probably too late, but uh, <laughs> but I watched uh, a little Penn State football. How many watched a little football last night? Thank you. How many watched the Penn State football game? It was over at like halftime because Penn State. I'm a huge Penn State fan. I'm usually at that game. Like that's the game that my dad and I always went to. Is the whiteout. How many know about that? Now, how many watched the Ohio State Notre Dame game? Anybody watch that? I didn't either, but I watched the last two plays in Ohio State beating Notre Dame, and I was happy. And I'm like, woohoo, you know. So anyway, how many say I? How many watched a Hallmark movie last night? Okay, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I did. Now let me ask you this. Did the guy that the girl hated end up being the one they married at the end? Always. Oh, okay, right, see? now You never have to watch a Hallmark movie again. Uh, I'm not saying Hallmark. I, I know, uh, or whatever, those, those Christmas themes, it's always the same. I always walk in, I'm like, I say to my wife, is that, is that the guy that she hates now that she got married? And she's like, yeah, probably. Anyway, so believe it or not, my wife hated me at first. But I want her over. I'm. Sure. Um, she, can you believe she thought I was cocky and arrogant? Can you believe that? Yes. <laughs> what? Stand <laughs> again. Stand in <on> my preaching. <laughs> um, <laughs> that'd be t- no, you're right. It was his fault. <laughs> yeah. Questions. Uh, but I appreciate y'all coming to church. Uh, my name is Joe McConkie. I shared a little bit of our testimony the last hour. I'm sure that's um, online. You can watch that another time. But we're starting a church in Habit of Grace, Maryland. Uh, I was telling. My friend over here, um, that habit of grace means a harbor of grace in French. And so our theme, if you look at our our, uh, thing, is a harbor of grace. We want to be a harbor of grace in the community. Now, Jesus was full of grace and truth. He was gracious while telling the truth. You know, no one likes to hear the truth, but sometimes we need to hear the truth. But how you give the truth, I can say to my son... Has uh, you know, one of my boys are getting a little older. You know, I could be, uh, I could be um, truthful by saying, "Hey, you have a huge zit on your nose, and it looks horrible. It looks terrible. You need to do something about that." I mean, it's smiling at me. You know, it's waving and saying, "Hey, Dad." You know, you know, I could do that. Mark says, "Hey, bud, just want to let you know. You might want to look in the mirror. You have a little something there. Just want to give you a heads up. Uh, that you know, that way." You know, that can, I'm saying the same thing. But how it comes by. And we can tell, we can say, hey, you know what? Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and life. No man comes to the Father but by me. We can say that truthfully in love. Or we can say, you know what? Anybody that's on, they're going, you know, and you can say the same thing and not be very nice about it. And we wonder why some of our some of our friends that have the same wording on the front of their church that says Baptist and people get a little bit uncomfortable. Because they've taken the truth and they've pushed it and they have forgot the fact that they were saved from their sins. And that God pulled them out of the miry clay, set them upon a rock. And isn't that wonderful that we have the truth? I'm thankful for your pastor who is, in my opinion, one of those guys that has the right balance. And he just shared with you the truth of faith promise concept. He just, But he said it in a way that says, you know what? I, you do what you do but I'm going to tell you it's going to work and I want what's best for you. How many want what's best for their kids? Now sometimes they're going to fall flat on their face. Okay? And they're going to, and they're going to need mom and dad to help them up. But don't you just love those few times that they actually listen to you and they don't fall? <laughs> yeah, those few times. How about as a, as a people we obey the Lord and do what God wants us to do. Now it's not about me. I mean, Listen. Everybody else, you do obey the Lord and, and, and let the Lord stretch your faith. This summer, I have been more generous in my in my uh, in, in in money, and I've seen God bring it back. It's just like um, it's 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 crazy. Um, Pastor Tyson was was at a conference up in Jersey, and he just put on his uh, his uh, Twitter or Facebook or whatever that. You know, his car broke down, and I'll, I'll share this testimony because I mean, the Lord has already given it back. And so uh, he was a blessing to us. When we went there, and I, I know sometimes you see each other around; they're kind of close. I don't know where they're at, you know, but um, they're, they're they're close enough. But they, you know, And look, there's plenty of people, right? You know, everybody reaches who God has for them, and um, and so I just the Lord told me send him a little something, Apple Pay, just hey, you know. Hey, just for whatever, whether it's for repair, if you need something to eat, if you can rent, whatever. That next day, God doubled that wow. at work in cash. Amen. So I started just throwing money after. No, no, it wasn't like that. I just did what the Lord wanted me to do, and He does that. So, anyway, um, let's go to uh, Mark chapter 2. I'm thankful for the King James Bible. Thank you, that is the word. I'm thankful. Um, I'm going to actually talk to your pastor privately, maybe this week, and um, you know, pick his brain about you know the excitement of the teaching the doctrine, and uh, that is important. And just pick his brain and how uh, he's going to do that, and how you know his formula, how he's going to get that first high school. Because I, that's 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 true. He's 100 percent right. And I'm um, thankful that we don't just have uh, you know some of our friends. They well, we have the. We have the King James, the best for the, for the English-speaking people people, speaking people. And I struggle with that. Because what if someone thinks that something else is better? Now, I believe God preserved His Word through the King James Bible. And I am so thankful. And, and look, at the end of the day, it takes a measure of faith to believe that God can preserve His Word. But we have enough faith to believe that a virgin conceived of the Holy Ghost and was born. We, can have, we put all our faith in that. We put our faith that Jesus miraculously rose again from the dead, and was dead, and for three and a half days, and three nights, rose again. We believe that. We believe His blood can wash our sins white as snow, and that one day, when we uh, to be absent with the body, is to be present. We believe that. We don't believe He can protect His word with sixty-six. Uh, we, we do it with sixty. We just don't believe that God. You know, it's the best. No, no. no, no, no. It's God's word. It's, it's just—I mean, for those that might not wonder, it is, and I'm so thankful. And this is the word that changed your life if you're a believer. It's alive, and you know, and 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 the very first attack that Satan did in the Garden of Eden was what—the word. Why are we so surprised that the first thing people ask is, "What Bible do you use?" It's all about. The word, you know, whenever there's authority in words, when I say when when I say Parker, tell Peyton to come upstairs. Parker says Peyton come upstairs. Guess what? Pa- Peyton's not coming upstairs. His brother's not his authority. But if I say Parker, tell Peyton that Dad says to come upstairs. He's still not coming upstairs. <laughs> but if Mom, <laughs> I'm no, I'm kidding. The point is slightly. But if <laughs> But the point is, it's the authority of who it says. It's, Dad said this. Well, I better come up here just in case I'm wrong. He's, just in case, because I don't want to get in trouble, right? Mark chapter number 2, and um, we'll read some scripture. Go ahead and stand, if you would. If you're physically able, and you have your Bible, Mark chapter 2, and we're standing for the... Um, not just, to, I've had some churches, you know, they'll say they stand to stretch one more time, and and certainly you can stretch when you stand, that's fine. But the reason I asked you to stand is out of respect for God's Word. And we see a pattern in Scripture that when Ezra opened up the books, the people, what? Stood. Uh, so that's why um, I ask you to do that, and I am going to be mindful of your time. Um, what is that time I'm being mindful of, Pastor? Noon. Noon. Okay. Alright, very good. Let's just uh, moving right along. Uh, and that is all right. Mark chapter 2, verses 1. And we're going to kind of skip through this story, get the overview, and then we'll get to the thought here. And again, he entered into Capernaum after some days, and he was noised that he was in the house. And straightway many were gathered together, insomuch that they were so, there was no room to receive them. No, not so much as about, about the door. And he preached the word unto them. And they came unto him, and they came unto him, bringing one sick of the palsy, which was born of four. And and when they could not come nigh unto him for the press, they uncovered the roof where he was, where he was. And when they had broken it up, they let down the bed wherein the sick of the palsy lay. And when Jesus saw their faith, he said unto the sick of the palsy, "Son, thy sins be forgiven thee." Amen. And when they were certain of the scribes sitting there, reasoning their hearts, they, why does this man? Thus speak blaspheming blasphemies who can forgive who can forgive sins but God only. And immediately when Jesus perceived in their spirit that they were so re, that they so reasoned within themselves, he said unto them, Why reason ye these things in your hearts? Let's pray, Father, thank you so much for us being here today. Lord, not a beautiful day outside, weather-wise, but this is the day that the Lord hath made, and we will rejoice. It is good to be here. Thank you for the songs. Thank you for uh, for the specials, for everything you've done, Lord. But most importantly, Lord, we thank you for your word. And Father, as we transition here, we ask you to please bring our mind and our hearts as we prepare to hear what you have for all of us. And Lord, I ask you to please help me as there's any things in my notes that, you, that I have studied to write down that you would help me Uh, Say what you would want me to say, Father. If there's anything in my notes that you don't want me to say, I ask you to help me to gloss over them, help me to miss it, help me to have a blind eye to what I have prepared if you don't want me to say it to these folks here today. But, Father, if there isn't anything in my notes, but you bring my heart and my spirit to speak in your behalf, Lord, Holy Spirit, I give you liberty in in everything that comes out of my mouth today. Lord, in each person here, may they have spiritual ears to hear what you have for them so that when we leave, Father, we are changed, and we can say that the Lord helped us today. Thank you for those that brought things uh, for this afternoon. Bless them, and bless this next few minutes. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you. you. may be seated. I want us to start right now. I want us to look at this scripture here, that we have a person here that had a problem. There was a person that was he, was, he had two problems going against him. This man that was palsy, uh, the, the central point of this, of this uh, passage here. And there's a parallel passage in Matthew chapter 9, 1 through, uh, 1 through 8. There's a parallel passage in Luke five seventeen to 26. Time will not allow us to read those. But we're just looking at the mark. We might refer to the other one if we need to. But there was a man that was lost inwardly and he was helpless outwardly. This sick of the palsy had two problems. The morning was a palsy. He couldn't walk. He had to be carried. He had some really bad he was troubled on the outside. But as we see in this scripture, not only was he troubled on the outside physically, but spiritually he was lost. And here at this church in this time of the missions month, we're we are brought to the conclusion. We were reminded of the truth that there are people outside of this building, and there might even be some in this building that have not been saved at this moment, but they're, not only are they crippled outwardly, but they're, they have issues and problems on the outside that we see, but on the inside they're lost. And, I, and And every year when you have this time, it is a reminder of the helpless, hopeless men in this world, women, boys and girls that we are dealing with that we are coming in contact with, that we cross paths with. And by the way, somebody crossed paths with you when you were helpless and hopeless. But I want us to notice here in verse number, um, the verse number, uh, let's see here, 3 of chapter 2, and they came unto Him bringing one sick of the palsy which was born of four. I just want to take a second and say I want to so thankful but there was four men that were godly enough to understand the helpless, hopeless man that was in that they knew, and he was not. A, these men were not self-promoters. They were not self elevated They were not selfish, and they were not afraid to work. And they were willing to carry their load to do their part for this helpless, hopeless man. They didn't just. Well, I'm a Christian. They didn't just talk the talk. They walked the walk. They didn't just sing the song. They lived the song. They didn't just say amen in here, but they said amen by their presence. Now, look, from what I was understanding just on that, for those, there's even a cooking ministry where there's somebody that feels like they can't, they don't feel like they can do those three, but they can serve a meal. To those that are. And then there's a prayer ministry. But there were men that were godly, and men and ladies, we could put it in there, that they love somebody besides themselves. You know why we don't really tell the Gospel? Because we're selfish. Well, we can, throw, we, can, we can cover it in any justification. But we really don't care about that person, whether we know them or not. I mean, that's just the truth, and I'm speaking to myself. we really don't. We're good. I'm good. And you think? No, I'm good. They wanted this man to be healed. Certainly, certainly, I believe they had heard, or maybe even these four men experienced already what Jesus had done for them. Maybe they were somebody that Jesus had already healed. I don't know. I cannot speak clear uh, factually, but I can know that Jesus, if what Jesus, the miracles that He did. Books could not contain <laughs> so whatever he did for three and a half years, he inv- changed so many lives that we c- there's not enough books in this world that can contain what he did. We see what he, what we, are, we have what He chose for us to have. But maybe these four men experienced Christ already. But we see in the scriptures here that Jesus heard, or Jesus was in Capernaum and he was in the house, and people showed up. In Luke chapter 5 and verse number 7, that, uh, that uh, portion of Scripture, and they had beckoned unto their partners, that which were in the other ship, that they should come, oh, let me see here, that's, that might not be right, 17, that's why. Um, there we go. And it came to pass that on a certain day, as he was teaching, and there were Pharisees and doctors in the law sitting by, which were come out of every town of Galilee and Judea and Jerusalem, and the power of the Lord was present to to heal him. And behold, men brought in a bed which was taken with a palsy. So people showed up to to see Christ at this home. In Mark chapter 2, verse 1, and, he gained, and again he entered into Caper- Capernaum after the same day, some days, and it was noise that he was in the house. You know what? When the house, there should be a noise out there that God is in here. That the presence of God is in here. Hey, you need to come to my church. Our sister over here was telling me that one of her relatives was trying to get her. And like, no, 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 no. That's my church. That's my path. Why? Because not. it's God's here. The presence of God's here. And, and, and the place is full and, and we want it to be fuller because of the presence of God. And straightway, many were gathered together insomuch that there were no room to receive them. No not so much as about the door, and he preached the word unto them. You know, God didn't have to say no. He, he, this is what God's saying here: Hey, it was full. Oh, that's nice. No, no, no. You don't understand. It was so full you couldn't get in the door. God's just like, okay, I know how you think. I'm going to tell you what really happened, and that's where we're at here. Jesus did cro- Jesus drew a crowd. And they had something for this man. They took these four men brought their friend into town. They took their friend to Jesus, because they knew Jesus could heal their friend. They got to the house. Can you imagine them coming down? Can you imagine them carrying this man, each one having a, a, a corner? Can you imagine them saying him saying, "Man, you, this better be good, this better be good." And I'm trying to speak quickly. Uh, and, and can you imagine, as they come up to the house, they see they go to go in that front door? and the door's slammed, and the door's shut, and they can't get in, and they're like, oh, man, what are they going to do? And I want to just say, I, I, just in a quick experience, I kind of mentioned it earlier. Um, last night, if you look it on, online, on uh, um, YouTube, whatever, um, there was 110,882, I believe, people inside of a stadium in central Pennsylvania. I have been one of those people many a times, and I've been at that particular venue that particular night. And when you're walking in the concourse, if you have ever been to a sporting event, they have those concourses. You walk through the tunnel and you go to. You're like this, and you're not stopping. You're being pushed. Like if you go right before the game time, we always got there early. But I understand. It's almost scary. The, but this is what people were doing to see Jesus, not a football game, but Jesus, because they knew the power of Christ. And you know, sometimes I want to just say this. There were the Bible says that there were uh, in in the in the uh, Luke. Uh, chapter there that there were fair teachers. There's certain day that as he was teaching that there were Pharisees, doctors of the law, and they were come out uh, that came out of every city. Let me just tell you, these people were blocking a man from how coming to Christ. You know, the religious people are blocking people from from coming to Christ, and that's exact. And don't don't you be one of those people. Don't you be, well, you know, I'm just too religious. I don't want to, I don't really, you know, what they should have done is like, man, wait, wait a minute. This man, this man here is, is, is sick. Jesus can heal him. We're in the way. Hey, let me get out of the way. Because that person can fix that person. What they should have, but they didn't. And sometimes we should do things and we don't. And that's what these men did. They, these religious people and, and the world tries to block the view of the Savior and some t- and but these men these men did something out of the box they climbed the roof they said you know what we're not letting the devil the world keep this man from finding from being healed inwardly and outwardly the Bible says in uh, verse number four of chapter two, and it says, "And when they had come unto uh, unto uh, nigh unto him for the press, they uncovered the roof where he was." But then it says, "And when they had broken it up," you know that word "broken" means to dig out, means to t- that means to uh, to extract, to remove, to break up. They literally ripped the roof. Off. They didn't go. No, they ripped with intensity. You ever tried ripping? I remember I was in college. Uh, I had a little side job, and I uh, one of the they uh, they somebody said, "Hey, can you call? Can you uh, can you get a college guy to help me rip my deck apart? We're building a new deck." You know that's that. You know that's hard work ripping off. But that's what these men did. They did. What they had to do, and let me just tell you something, I'm being trying to be as quick and efficient because of time, but that wasn't their house. <laughs> and it wasn't their roof. Amen. Think about that. Now, Amen. I don't know about you, but if someone came to my house, and someone went on my roof, and someone tried to rip my roof off, we got problems, Right? right? But these men didn't care about the problems with everybody else because there was a man that, that was helpless and hopeless that needed Jesus Christ. And I'm going to ask you, what roof is in your life that's keeping you from taking someone to Jesus? Well, that's my cousin. And you know, we, we're family. I don't want to offend my cousin. Well, your cousin's going to die and go to hell if you don't do something.
1: Right.
5: Or my co-worker, I might lose my job if I would share the gospel with Christ. Oh. That person might go to hell. I'm not. Now I'm not saying you walk in there tomorrow morning at seven o'clock. You clock in and walk over and say you need to get saved. No, I'm talking about how you live your life and then using the opportunities. Hey, right. you, you okay? No, I'm going through it at home. Can I pray with you right now? Yes. Okay. Well, you asked for it, so they. But but you, we we let the roofs keep us from Christ sometimes. Right. We let the I can't do that. I can it wasn't their roof and they they put their neck on the line, made an enemy. I mean would you be friends with the person that comes to your house and Richard off? Probably not. But for the sake of a soul. For the sake of somebody, that's what these men did. They possibly lost a friend, influence, maybe made an enemy. But there was a man that was helpless and hopeless. You know, we get so worried about what everybody thinks. I'm guilty of it. That's why I like your pastor. It reminds me, it doesn't matter what people think. It matters what God thinks. That we forget the most important thing. The souls of men. The souls of men. And these men noticed, didn't just talk the talk, they walked the walk. I want to say, the other thing is, that what Jesus said whenever he saw that. And when they had uh, and they broken up and let him down the bed wherein the sick of the palsy have lay. And when Jesus, here's the thought, saw Faith? That's not what it says. When he saw, let go to the next one, verse number five, fellas. Thank you. When he saw the sick of the palsy? No. When he saw. Their faith. This is how I look at it. When he saw their faith. That man couldn't have done anything without them. Those four guys. In my opinion. Now that man had faith because he had to trust them to get them where they get. I get that. But in my opinion, I think he looked up when the sick was here. And he said, I see their faith. Because if you look at the other two scriptures, it says the same thing when he saw their faith. You know, it was their faith that God used to get that man to there. I want to ask you, do you really believe that that person in your life that's hopeless and helpless, do you really believe that God can heal them inwardly and outwardly? Because I believe He's going to honor your faith. You know, there might be those that have been praying. How many times have I been praying for 30 years for my lost husband? You know, I believe God honored that faith of the 30 years and gave that opportunity for someone to be saved. You know, these men didn't were, we're behind the scenes. They, they, this man got saved his he was healed inwardly and outwardly because of their faith. My thought is this that these men's faith saw the need of the cripple and the lost the cripple lost man. They gave not only their time, they gave their talent and they gave their treasures I'm sure that they might have had to repay for that roof. <laughs> I don't know. They loved these men. Loved their faith, the faith of the men. Loved, had love for this crippled, lost man. They sacrificed for the crippled, lost. We ever carried a guy before? You ever carried somebody? That's heavy, dead weight. They had hope for the crippled, lost man. They said, "Hey, we're going to bring you to Jesus." They were resilient for that crippled, lost man. They didn't let anything stop them, whether it was above or below. They had showed strength. You ever rip something apart? That showed strength. They showed compassion. My friends, these men demonstrated their faith. How are we doing on that? Amen. It's easy to sit here. It's easy to be fed. It's hard to demonstrate. It's hard if we're not in the spirit. If we're in the flesh we're worried about ourselves, and we're selfish, and we're, well, I don't care. You know, hey, listen, I'm not saying that personalities aren't important, because they are, but when we're filled with the Holy Spirit, our personalities, whether extrovert or introvert, get set aside because the Holy Spirit's guiding us. He became a new man. And so, and this, this man was completely hopeless and helpless, and in need of eternal life and a new life and was saved and healed because of their faith. My challenge to you today is this. My, my desire, my goal, and my, my responsibility is the people of to Grace. I believe it's my faith, and our family's faith, and Brother Mahoney's faith, and his family. It's our faith that, that God's going to honor that there's going to be people that will be saved. But what about here? What about your friends and loved ones? What about the people in your realm of influence? God will honor your faith. Just don't let the roof or the door stop you. Let's pray. Father, thank You so much for allowing us to be here, Lord. I, I appreciate You helping me here, God. I believe uh, you, you helped me uh, give the message uh, efficiently within, within the time um, to be appropriate to these fine folks in their Sunday morning. And Lord, most importantly, I believe you spoke to my heart again and reminded me that my faith does matter and it doesn't matter and I have to uh, overlook the, 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 those, the world that's trying to keep us from, from, from you or keep people from you or, or overlook the, the slam door or overlook the roof and be willing to do what it takes for the souls of man. Lord, help me to be continue and work and not just preach it but live it. And Lord help each person here, however you spoke to their heart, may they make a decision for Christ in their heart or at the altar. Pastor.
4: Heads bowed, eyes closed. Do you know Jesus as your Savior would you say, Preacher, I know Christ is my Savior. I can give a testimony by an uplifted hand. Would you slip your hand up? God bless you. you. May put your hands down. Say, preacher, I don't know Christ. Would you pray for me? Anybody here like that? Now, let me let me let me ask you. As I'm speaking to you Christians, has God spoken to your heart today? You know, you know, faith, faith, we like to see faith in other people, but faith is not a spectator sport. Faith is not something we marvel at, others' faith. And we, the Bible tells us to be built up in our, the most holy faith. It's important that we, we have the faith. And where's your faith today? Maybe God's spoken to your heart about missions, soul winning, whatever the need. You come. Let's stand. Father, bless the invitation. Work in our hearts. May we respond in Jesus' name. Heads bowed, eyes closed, the piano plays. God spoke to you. you. be seated. Let's have some ushers come. We're going to receive a love offering. I want you to, I want you to be generous in this love offering. Get your checkbook out. Let's, let's be. Listen, <clears throat> we have missionaries come and they start churches, but this is this is a new church in Maryland. Okay, we need churches in Maryland. Our state is in is in a, a bad. Our state, as far as morality, as far as as far as uh, what we're focusing on in our state, is not Jesus in our in in, in the in the leadership politically. And uh, you say, preacher, how how are we gonna how are we gonna make a, a, a impact? It's well, it's God's got to make the impact through churches. God works through churches, and we need to start churches. Have any grace? that one church he'll scratch the surface. There's Aberdeen and all those towns up there job all that right in there and all there's there's thousands of people, thousands of people that, that need a church where people could could could, could hear the gospel and, and people can be discipled and people could be loved and be part of a church family. But Maryland Maryland is is a is a is a state that that is that is moving just a couple clicks behind California out where the fruits and the flakes are. Okay? And so he's starting a church inhabiting grace. And and we want to be we want to be a a blessing to this family. And and so let's let's give a real we want to give a real good love offering to these folks today. Amen? So let's pray. Darian, pray for us. Heavenly
6: Father, thank you for that wonderful message from you all, God. And uh being the gift and giver, and thank you for the food that we're about
4: to eat peace and praying. Amen. Amen. Chris, come on up. Meg and Joe, come on up here, grab a mic, stand over here. They may have some questions, they may not. Is it on? All right. You can stand next. To, you can stand next to your wife.
5: She's following directions. He's
4: not paying attention. He's thinking ahead. And got any questions? Got any questions? Anything? Yes.
5: Uh, so God moved us to Maryland to help start a, ch- help a church in uh, Cecil County, which is just the county north of Susquehanna between, uh, and that was, what, six years ago, seven, eight years ago. So that brought us from York, Pennsylvania down. We built a house. Felt like that's where God was going to have us stay. And um, I did go, uh, and there was some, uh, the Lord used that to get us here. And then we kind of went through some seasons of growth and all that, and I did go over a little bit of that in Sunday school, and I think that's online are more details. But from there, God used a phone call that hey uh, of, of the other couple that you saw that they felt like they wanted to help start churches in Maryland. He's from Glen Burnie, and I said, "Oh, that's nice." And uh, he said, "Well, God, after my after his 20-day one-day fast, put you on my heart as someone that might." You, it, the pastor. I said, let me think about that for a minute. And so we prayed, my wife and I, and, and God confirmed it multiple times. So it went from moving here to help a church over there. God was you, you know, as God does, he brings us over here for what we think because he has us for something future. So uh, where we live in Cecil County, it's like what, six seven miles, 11 minutes from downtown Havoc. Ridge. So we've had Bible studies in our home because um, the venue that we sometimes rent wasn't available. People just come across the bridge. It's, no, it's not a big deal. Um, now, for Cecil County, Cecil County, you know, understand this, uh, being from that area, they usually don't go down into Havity Grace. Or excuse me, i refer to that. Harford County doesn't come up into Cecil County because of the great divide. But uh, Cecil County, it's like I have uh, a bunch of folks that I have. We have contacts that live in our county that just, you know, that aren't looking, they don't have a kind of church and they, you know, come together like the one lady. So, that's how God used it. He brought us over here but he needed us for this one. So, yes ma'am. That is your question. you want
4: to add anything? Okay. Okay. Meg, are you behind with what, what's going on with him? Talk about talk about your heart with for the ladies and, and, and what your husband's doing.
10: So, I knew from a very young age that I wanted to be in ministry. So, wherever God led, that's 150%. I will say it's interesting because um, I was speaking with a mentor, so to speak, on the phone about some troubles that I had. This was years ago, trying to figure out, you know, where was God leading next? Where would Joe pastor? And that kind of thing, because we do that God to put that on the chart. And this mentor said to me, Megan, how do you feel about if God ultimately has Joe start a church? instead of finding a church that already is established, needing a pastor. And in my heart, I'm thinking, oh, that's scary. <laughs> like, I, we can't do that. You know, there's no way. However, that, that was a seed planted in my heart and mind. I truly believe that God was preparing me for that road. It's really not as scary as you think. Ultimately, I think it's where we are now, I think it's less scary going to an already established church because the pressures are already there of leading right, a people. I feel like the Lord is one step at a time transitioning us from where he had us to ultimately pastoring and leading a group of people towards the Lord. So that's my heart, and I and I truly believe that God will bless. Um, we have some families already. The lady on our video, dear friend of mine now, I feel like I've known her forever, but we've literally known her less than a year ahead. I just know that God is going to work in the hearts and lives of these people that need. I feel like people, we need to be a part of something bigger than ourselves. And if they don't find it in a church, they go out and they find something that isn't of the Lord to be a part of. So I want to have a church in poverty Grace in that area where people say, that's bigger than me, I want to be a part of that. And I want to grow with this group of people and reach more people ultimately, all that matters is people need to get
4: saved. Amen. Amen. That's my heart. Any other questions? Now, now Joe has conducted some funerals.
5: Yeah. yeah. So, my brother Tom, which your father did a mission for him years ago, had a church, pastor church in Joppa, Maryland. Uh, the Lord shut that door. It was a very traumatic thing for me personally, but God used that. You know, God uses when we think God shuts the door, he's, he puts us in in Egypt, or excuse me, in the wilderness sometimes. He puts us in the back side of the desert. And so, this was my brother. But while we were there, Parker, we came up with Mississippi. Uh, Parker was born there. We got to meet a couple named Max and Marshall Smith. They sat over in the A-side, smaller church, just like this in, in regards to size. Got to know him a little bit. Um, we got talking about spiritual things one day and that was food. That was a joke. But we were at church talking about food. Um, Talked about soup. And uh, long story short, um, I was able to give them a gift card. They never forgot it. They'd enjoy it. Fast forward, they knew we had moved back in the area. And um, when that happened, she got a hold of me. He was dying. He ended up, I went down to the hospital. I was able to go to the hospital. Um, he made a profession of faith. Of jesus christ right there on the on the on the bed Amen. it was just coherent enough and uh, about 48 hours later he passed away and then we i helped her with the memorial service and uh my brother tom who reached them knocking on their door in the winter just outside of Aberdeen Ruby Brown and Edgewood uh, flew up from Arizona and him and i conducted the funeral and uh, she has been a wonderful... I talked to her the other day. She was in Pittsburgh watching babysitting or dog sitting. She said, Joe, I got you something Penn State uh, when I was out here. I mean, just sweet. And uh, a gift card. Just a little gift card meant something to them. And I was, we've been able to help them. So we did that. And then we've done another funeral as well. And that's just miraculous. So.
4: Amen. Amen. So what's your biggest needs right now? Huh? A building. A building.
10: Going. We need a
4: meeting place. need a meeting place. So. I've never
10: in my life realized how much I took for granted seats, and carpet and yeah. as a church. You know what I mean? Yeah. We always have it. And you realize, oh, we got to find a place to, to congregate.
5: So that's where the faith portion of it is. Um, I didn't believe that it was faith for me to get my ducks in a row and then step out of them. To me, that's not faith that's planning calling in faith so uh, we have a backup where we're starting April 4 2021 uh, 24 April 21st 2024 and if we don't have a place then it's going to be in our home and we're comfortable with that that's what the book of Acts was in the, uh, is in the house um, and uh, and then we're going to pray that God will meet that between that and the fall and then we'll have another like a fall push. that or if God provides a a building. There's a church that's empty in town that I'm praying that God will allow favor for us to either get his rent, a fellowship hall, and a couple rooms from It's just sitting vacant and it has all its stuff and uh, I'm praying for that um, or there's something that God hasn't revealed to us yet. There's a couple storefronts. In the meantime we're taking and raising support. have a foundation we have a church bank account we have all that stuff and so that when a realtor says well how much money you have and they look this is what we have you know so uh and those that have chosen to um support us we also uh really i don't think and i think pastor can understand why i say this i'll be a little more blunt i think i shared with him you know churches that want to support us are all about it but they want to wait until we start and they forget the fact that it costs there's a cost to even just get started. And so would you pray about that with us? That's a need. Um, we spent about um I'm trying to show this thing. Um, I spent about probably a thousand dollars. Now this is going to your pastor and but I spent a thousand dollars for um this little booklet just explaining our needs and our you know and so, so that you know pastors that don't know us personally can maybe get a burden help us and I cannot stand asking for that but it's a need and it, it, it's the elephant in the room but you know like I said God owns it all and so just pray for the little things like that that God will honor this with with people that don't know who we are or and just um, and God's been and so that that's a couple of things that would be uh, needs God has uh, but that's kind of
4: that amen amen all right
10: Yes. For us. Yep. Probably have several
4: dozen. Yeah, hymnals. Amen. So,
10: peace,
4: all right, all right, all right. Well, let me have those mics. Yep. And uh, Tim, how about how about uh, lead? Where's where's your other boy? Okay. Darian already asked the blessing on the food, so we're going to get you, brother Tim, lead lead them out to the fellowship hall. And uh, let them get some victuals, and, and and let's uh, fellowship, and then come back in here. In a while, we'll we'll have a another message. Stay for the second message, and and uh, fellowship with us, with his family. He'll catch up. You guys go ahead. He'll think the rapture took place. So, and uh, go ahead and lead him out, Tim. Chris point him out when he comes when he comes out and uh, let's watch the kids and the big kids and everybody let's make sure they everybody and, and there's plenty I'm sure to eat amen all right you're dismissed.